Hello and welcome to the JCBC Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm so grateful that you found our podcast. Listen, the JCBC Podcast is a collection of several sermons that have been preached over the years at Johns Creek Baptist Church. I pray that as you find these sermons and you listen to them, they would meet you where you are in your journey. And I trust that God will do something in these words to lift up your head, if only for a little while. So go ahead and subscribe to us and follow along. by the name of William Tibbs, living in 1838, was a missionary among the people of Jamaica. He was a Baptist missionary, actually, and, a, and an abolitionist. He gathered them on July the 31st of that year for a big praise celebration. 10,000 Jamaicans gathered together to, to sing and dance and worship because the British Empire had issued an Emancipation Proclamation. The very next day, August the 1st, they would be free. So on the night before their freedom, Tibbs gathered them together and they they worshiped and sang and and danced and, and he did something really special. When it got close to midnight, when the clock would strike on the first day of their freedom, they listened to the bell toll and with each gong, of, of the chime, he would cry out to the slaves, the monster is dying. The monster of slavery, the monster of their indignities, and the monster of their incarceration, a life of abject humility and, and bondage. The slaves heard him say with each gong, the monster is dying. And then it would gong again, the monster is dying until it reached the 12th gong. And on the 12th ringing of the bell, he cried out, the monster is dead. The Jamaicans just erupted with celebration and dancing and singing, and they celebrated all through the night. But here's something else they did. They dug a massive hole and built this enormous, coffin in which they placed all of the symbols of their slavery. Some brought chains and whips and others brought shackles and slave clothes. And they screwed the coffin shut and placed that coffin into that massive grave. 
and they stayed up through the night celebrating the end of the monster of slavery. Well, they made it to the highest peak that they could find on the mountain and, and they stayed up all night so that they could be the first to see the sunrise on the new day that had come. Their freedom had come, but they needed to bury something to mark the occasion. And here, here we are on the last Sunday of this amazing year, this year that none of us could have seen coming. And I think that 2020 could use a burial. So I've been thinking about this year a bit, about this uh, bizarre, surreal year. And I've been thinking about the ways in which we have experienced a kind of enslavement. I mean, don't get me wrong, you cannot, you cannot fairly compare uh, what we've gone through these last nine or ten months with, with actual slavery, actual human bondage. But when you think about what we've experienced these last several months, doesn't it feel like an enslavement of sorts? An enslavement of the mind or, or the heart? I mean, that kind of social, physical, emotional enslavement that, that just drives you to the very edge. Well, we've come to the end of a year here. And it makes me wonder, that what are the things that need to be buried from 2020? The things that we need to, to symbolize as the passing of a year so that we can have some true hope that something new is coming. Well, first and maybe the most obvious is we, we, we've got to have this virus uh, gone, right? We, we, we hope to bury this virus. And there's good news, right? The, the, the vaccine is, is getting some good, good press and we're excited about our healthcare workers. And I mean, are you like me? Are you, are you just about over the masks and, and just, maybe for a while, been over the social distancing and the, and the super sanitized life that we're living, like in this touchless world that has come upon us where you cannot have any true actual interaction that means anything. Maybe it's time to bury that. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not time to take off our masks. It's not time to ignore the distancing because this virus is not whipped yet. But you know, the the Jamaican slaves on the night that they celebrated, they knew the next day their freedom was proclaimed. But, but did you also know that there were some slave masters on the island who, who never told some of their slaves, and many of them went months and even years as free people, but still living in the context of their bondage. And so in many ways, you and I wait for this change to come, but we bury these symbols as a, as a kind of defiant expression of faith that it's coming and all shall be well. Yeah, so we bury this virus once and for all. Something else I think that needs to be buried from 2020.
You know, 2020 for many of us was supposed to be filled with some pretty high moments, weren't they? I mean, we had expectations going into 2020. Maybe this was the year that you either graduated as a senior or you became a senior and your year was supposed to be filled with homecomings and proms and and graduations and parties and celebrations and yet well you you know what you're living now right not quite what up what not quite what you had expected when the year began and we live with this disappointment because we're somewhere between what we expected and what we really have maybe this year was the year that you got into your your dream school the university of your choice and you went and maybe you started your first year, but then halfway through your second semester, it ended abruptly and you had to go home and, and you live now with the disappointment of unmet expectations. Maybe this year was your wedding. Yeah, and you had planned your dream wedding for your entire life, really. And you picked out the venue, you invited the guests, all the invites had already been mailed out, and, and then the pandemic hit, and you were, you were faced with having to decide, do we, do we put it off? Well, no, we can't put it off. And, and how small a crowd is too small? Or maybe, maybe 2020 had something you didn't expect and you lost a loved one, but you did expect to give them the send-off that they deserved. And you're filled with disappointment, not simply because you had to say goodbye to the one you love, but you're, you're filled with disappointment because you could only have, you know, what, 10 or less at your funeral. Like my, my grandmother's funeral. And all we could do was gather at the graveside. And we could not hug. And we could not embrace. And, and what, you fist bump comfort to one another? What about you? What, what did you expect 2020 to have? Because in many ways, it's not like 2020 like burst the balloon. It's not like it just popped and all of our expectations just fell out at one time. Really, you know what it's more like? It's more like when you have a slow leak in a balloon. A slow leak that kind of takes a little while, but you know something's wrong. And you think, well, maybe it's not going to be that bad. Maybe in time it'll get better and things will turn back to normal, but it's almost as if this whole year has been this slow, steady leak in which at the end we're, we're left like a deflated balloon. And is this how your life has felt this year? Is this what 2020 felt like to you? The truth is in Psalm 34 verse 17 we're told the Lord is close to the brokenhearted yeah and he saves those who are crushed in spirit so this year we we bury all of the disappointment and unmet expectations in the sure and certain hope that something new will rise but there's something else that we need to bury as well <laughs> do you remember these I mean, you can still purchase glass-bottled Cokes, but I remember a day when all we had was glass bottles. They're no plastic, and you, you don't, and you didn't purchase your Cokes from a refrigerator. You purchased them from, a, from an aisle, and they, they came home lukewarm, right? And, and so what you did was you throw these bad boys in the freezer for a few minutes, and they, they get cold, and, and even 
maybe form some little ice crystals and makes it delicious. But then inevitably what we would do from time to time is forget that we had put them in the freezer. We forget that we put them there and we come back, you know, a couple of hours, three hours later to see that the things had exploded in the freezer. There's glass shards and metal tops and Coke frozen everywhere. And I think about that when I think of 2020 and, and the reality is that the pressure of 2020 caused many of us to kind of act out in ways that are unhealthy to not deal with the bottled up emotions that we may have been carrying around of frustration and disappointment and maybe not just sadness but anger and rage and scapegoating and in many ways if you don't deal with the emotions you carry around with you your emotions will deal with you was there any part of the year in which you felt as if the bottled up emotion just burst and we need to bury all of these unmet expectations. You know, we're told in James that, in James chapter 1, to consider it all joy when, when you face any kinds of trials or challenges of any kind because, you know, it's the, the testing of your faith that really demonstrates who you are. The way the message version puts it, it says that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open to show your true colors. This year, I think we bury all of the bottled up stuff so that we can begin a brand new year of faith. Yeah. But there's one more thing I think that we need to bury while we're burying all the symbols of what 2020 meant and what 2020 did in and among and around us. One more. <laughs> I think I think we need to bury old ways of seeing. It, you know, there was a way to view life before the pandemic. And there was a way that we perceived each other. There was a way that we perceived God and the rhythm and the control and the predictability that we had upon our lives. But in many ways, the pandemic has broken that, that vision of life. And now... You, you, in many ways, we see in a brand new way. So one of the things I think we need to bury is the disillusionment that came in 2020. You know, it's not a bad thing to be disillusioned. When you're disillusioned by something, it means that you're no longer under the illusion of something. And I wonder in 2020, what, what did the pandemic reveal about yourself so that you could see with new eyes? So we, we bury the broken visions that we had so that we might be able to see with the eyes that God sees. Well, you know, we bury these things, but maybe there's something that you need to bury in 2020. This is the last Sunday of the year, and maybe you need to make a decision that something needs to be buried so that it does not go with you into the new year. But the truth is we don't just bury anything, really, to get rid of it. We bury what we bury with the hope that there is something more after. Yeah.
Tom Long tells uh, the story of some explorers in the 1960s who were looking into some caves in northern Iraq. They came across some burial sites, really old burial sites. We're talking 50,000 year old. Uh, the sites uh, contained the, the remains of some Neanderthal men. And they noticed there in the sites that around the place where they had been buried, there were these, these pollen seeds that from, from uh, flowers such as hyacinth, from hollyhocks and thistles, that gave evidence to the reality that somewhere, sometime, somebody had laid flowers upon the graves of these Neanderthal. Well, a thousand miles away in a little town just outside of Moscow, another discovery was made of ancient Cro-Magnon people. There was a whole family found buried together. There was the husband and then um, buried skull to skull with his wife, uh, the remains of two children. But what was fascinating was the decorations. Now, this site was 30 millennia old, and this this man had a, had a necklace of hand-carved ivory beads. And, and just off to the side, there were all of these decorations, tens of thousands of ivory beads scattered about to adorn the grave, along with spears and daggers and, and, and well, teeth from foxes, giving evidence that, that even, even the most ancient versions of us believed at some core level, some gut level, that when we bury something valuable, there is something that lies beyond. Yeah. Something more ahead. Well, you and I are followers of Jesus. And, and we, we think that there's a word for that. The word is resurrection. We believe because of the resurrection of Jesus from death, that when we bury something, that's when the real possibility of life begins to emerge. So there's this story in the Bible and these two sisters and a brother, they're very close friends with Jesus. Jesus is close to the family. The brother dies and Jesus is as asked to come and, and help before the brother dies, but he's too late and the brother has died. They've had the funeral. He meets up with one of the sisters and she says, if you had only been here, if you had come on time, he would still be alive. And Jesus says to her, listen, your brother will live again, you know. And then she, she got really like super theological. She said, yeah, I know, I know he'll live again. Like at the final resurrection, the end of the age, he'll live. And Jesus said, no, no. I mean, anyone who has died and has believed will live. And any who are living and are believing will never die. And then he said this, do you believe this? So you, you and I tend to, to think about the resurrection of Jesus as the thing that happened to him and, and that we benefited from. And that's all very true. But do you know that what God was up to in the resurrection of Jesus, God hopes to be up to in every single one of us. That every part of us that has died, every part that has been buried with him, is to be raised up into something new and glorious and full of life. And this is what he taught the whole time he, 
he had an earthly ministry. He said, look, if you have a seed in your hand and it remains in your hand, it's just a seed. But if that seed falls to the ground and dies, well, then the earth will swallow it up and it will explode with new life and will live again. The question that you and I have to ask ourselves at the end of a year like we've had, what is it that is in us that desires to live again? You know, this is what I've been preaching for this entire year. I mean, right when we had to disperse and to do only virtual worship, uh, I started with a resurrection series. And in the resurrection series, we acknowledge that the resurrection of Jesus wasn't simply a one-time event, but it's an all-the-time invitation to a way of life in which you and I are called to bury things so that in Christ we may actually truly live. We talked about the Paschal mystery, that this is the universal pattern of all things, that there is a living, a dying, and a rising to this good universe that God has created. We, we then talked about in our liminal seasons series, we talked about how we're always somewhere between the already that has been and the not yet that has come. And in this time between what is already and what is not yet, it's a time of transformation in which God desires to grow something in us and to raise something up that God couldn't raise up before or after. And all during that season, I kept asking us to consider what is it that needs to die to the old, that this pandemic is inviting us to, to really experience a kind of resurrection that we never have before. We went from liminal seasons right into the Job series. And I talked about how Job is not just this story about one guy, but Job is a story about all of us. That you are Job and I am Job. And the pattern, the Jobin pattern of that book, well, it's the Jobin pattern of this life. That there is order, but then disorder and reorder. And this, this is where we are at the end of this year, this this bizarre year that we have endured and survived and navigated. My sisters and brothers, this is the truth. That nothing we ever bury with Christ tends to stay dead long. Resurrection is emerging even as we speak if we have the eyes to perceive it. In just a few days, 2020 will end. The last day of 2020 is coming this week. So the question is, not just what do you have to bury from this year, but what is it that God is attempting to raise up in you for 2021? So at many of the funerals that I do, I end with a particular blessing and I end here. It is therefore ensure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life that we bury the year 2020 and we commit it to the ground earth to earth ashes to ashes dust to dust blessed are the dead who die in the lord said the spirit for they shall find rest for their labors and they will live forevermore <laughs>